Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Almost, almost. It is Sparky's Midday Madness, big voice guy. It is not Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. One more day of a fill-in host. Dan Plucker has been here the last four days doing an admirable job. It's Rami Makloff with you this afternoon. Sparky will be back Monday. We got a jam-packed hour for you leading up to uh, the Rami Show, which I hear is pretty good, despite the host. That's coming up at 3 o'clock. In this hour, Kevin Holden, sports director and anchor for CBS 58. He'll join us at 2.30, talk about some some Bucks and, and, and Suns and NBA Finals, obviously. We'll, we'll really break down Giannis's performance and just how... Just how sustainable that is coming up in the 3 o'clock hour when, again, that'll be the Rami Show. This is not the Rami Show. This is Sparky's Midday Madness. Also in the Rami Show today, Zach Harper, NBA writer for The Athletic, one of my favorite reads in the sport. He'll join me at 3.30. And Ryan the Hammer Horvat, I'm sure, has thoughts on the finals and ways for you to make money when he joins me at 3.45 and much, much more throughout the afternoon. Obviously, very Bucks, very NBA Finals-centric this afternoon from the Lakeland University Studios. Phone lines are open to you at 414. 414- 799-1250. Tweet the show at 12:50 a.m. The fan with your reaction to the game two loss. Bucks fall to the Suns and now two down two games to none in the NBA Finals. Why did they lose that game? Why? Why, in your opinion, did they lose that game? How did they lose that game? 414-799-1250. You can tweet us at 12:50 a.m. The fan. There are a lot of things that you could point to. Lots of things that you could point to as to why the Bucks lost this game or the Suns won this game. Chris Paul and Devin Booker are really good at basketball. I know. That's why you tune in for this analysis. Devin Devin Booker and Chris Paul are really, really good at basketball. And you know what? Y'all, y'all wanted less switching. You got less switching. And those guys still found ways to beat you. This time it was finding the open man and hitting threes. And it wasn't always Paul and Booker hitting those big shots. Other than that, you missed five bunnies right around the rim. Something... That happened in game one, and I said, that's not going to keep happening. Well, it kept happening. For some reason, the Bucs stopped exploiting their their paint, their size advantage. They they did win the points in the paint battle, 54-28, to 28, and they held the Suns to just seven fast break points after giving up 20 in game one. But 20 of those 54 points came in the first quarter, and then they finished with 54 points in the paint. I don't know why I don't know why they keep going away from that when that's clearly what's working. Other things you could point to, the Suns took 43s and made 20 of them. They took 43s and made 20 of them. The Bucks took 31 and only made 9. That's a 33 point difference, guys. Another bad end to the first half. And Phoenix just ran into the end of the, into the half on a 15-4 run for a 56-45 lead heading into the break as the Bucks missed 8 of 10 shots. But all that, all that could have been a moot point if not for one thing. Well, I guess you could say it's two things. 
The bottom line is the reason the Bucks lost that game yesterday and the reason they're down 0-2 in the NBA Finals is because Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday are just too cold and have not been good enough in these first two games. You could have overcome all that. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, the missed bunny shots, the fact that you stopped taking advantage of your size take, taking advantage of the size advantage that you had there. You could have overcome all 23s that they made. You could have overcome that bad end to the first half. If you're if your number 2 and 3 guy in your big 3 showed up. Those two dudes did not show up last night, and that's the bottom line of why the Bucks are down 0-2 right now. At least that's how I see it. Why do you think the Bucks lost that game yesterday? 414-799-1250 or tweet us at 1250 AM the fan. On the biggest stage, your biggest names and your biggest stars have to perform. We can talk about Pat Connaughton. We can talk about Brooke Lopez. We can talk about a lot of guys on this roster. One dude who we're not going to blame, and I, I know that some of this went on this morning. I wasn't I wasn't listening, but I was I was following the the Twitters. People calling in saying somehow this was Giannis's fault, or he's holding this team back, or weighing him down. You'll get hung up on real real quick. But go ahead and dial it up at four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty and try to convince me of that. But on the biggest stage, your biggest names and your biggest stars got to deliver and got to perform. Or you're probably not winning a championship, man. And listen to what Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday did or did not do for the Bucs yesterday. Chris Middleton scored 11 points on 5 of 16 shooting in the first half. Drew Holiday, or excuse me, that was his whole game. Drew Holiday had 17 points on 7 of 21 shooting. And they were especially bad in the first half. Holiday was 3 for 14 with 7 points. He did have two blocks in the steal, affecting the game in other ways. Cool. But three for 14 was seven points in the first half. Chris Middleton was two for 10 with four points in the first half. Didn't hit his first three-pointer until halfway through the third quarter. That's the guy you're you're counting on to be your best shooter and your best scorer from the perimeter and from the mid-range. He didn't hit a three-pointer till halfway through the third quarter. And as for Drew Holiday, he's now shooting 31.4% from the field and 14% from behind the three-point line. Did you hear me? 31% from the field and 14% from the three-point line. I'm not here to rag on 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 Chris Middleton or Drew Holiday. I like both those guys. I think they're both fine basketball players and probably even better men. I'd like to sit down and 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 hang out, have a talk with those dudes. I have nothing against them. You're not winning a championship if you don't get a better version of Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. Well, maybe you can. We'll talk about that later in the show. But it's going to be real hard. It's going to be real Real hard. And and you ask, if you ask me, why'd the Bucks lose that game last night? There's a long list of things that led to a loss. And everything on that list could have been nullified, negated, evened up, balanced out if you're if those two guys show up. And there was there was a tweet that caught fire this morning. I'm sure some of you saw it. From at shot quality, shot at shot underscore quality. And they say that based on the quality of possessions for both teams, the Bucs win that game 88% of the time. According to them, and, and the way that they break this down is the quality of the nearest defender and how close that defender is to the shooter. The luck description of the game was really interesting. Or that's, excuse me. I'm getting ahead of myself. But the Suns were expected 14 less points and were expected to shoot 38% from the field, not 50%. And okay, you can count on the Suns regressing to the mean a little bit, maybe, moving forward in this series when we talk about three-pointers. 50% on 43-pointers is a crazy, crazy number. 
But the Bucks missed five bunnies around the rim and also weren't expected to go 29% from three based on the looks that they got. That's how shot quality describes it. I don't know that we can say, and I'm sure they put a lot of formulas and algorithms into this. I don't know that we can say that the Bucks are expected to shoot better than what we've seen so far in these finals. Maybe for a game or two, but man, I am not, I'm, I'm past a point of, of expecting this team to shoot the basketball better in the postseason. We're two games into the finals. They haven't found their stroke by now. There's no guarantee they're going to find it in the remaining, hopefully, four or five games. And the way that they calculate the quality of the shot, they say individual shot-making ability, individual shot selection, offensive rebound probability, foul probability, defender closeout, and lots more. And this is, this is what Ben Thompson, regular guest on The Rami Show, here on 1250 AM The Fan, he was on with the Bill Simmons podcast, and this is what he said about the quality of shots that the two teams got all day. Uh, again, leaving aside the Phoenix three-point shooting, I, I, like, I think the Bucks got better shots all game. Phoenix just made, they did have some open threes, but they made a lot of contested ones too, and the, the, it has to fall on Middleton and Holiday. Like, five out of 16 for Middleton, seven out of 20 for Holiday. It's just not good enough. And and that's 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 the bottom line, guys. That's what last night's game comes down to and why the Bucks lost. Those two guys, just not good enough. And you know who else is kind of off the hook on this? Especially considering what, what I just read off to you and what Ben Thompson said right there? Coach Bud, man. If the Bucks are getting open shots at a higher frequency than the Suns are, and he made the switches that we all asked for him to make on the defensive side, and Chris Paul and Devin Booker just found new ways to beat it, Ultimately, what this comes down to is players not sinking shots when whether it's it's on their own improvisation that Coach Bud told them to go off and play random or whether it's by design and something he put on the whiteboard, just not hitting shots. They're there. The shots are there and they're not hitting them. And the Suns are probably hitting contested shots at a higher clip than than they should be or or can 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 sustain. But I think this comes down to one simple thing. On why the Bucks lost last night. Unless you want to separate Chris and Drew. But to me, it comes down to those two guys not delivering in the finals. That's why the Bucks lost last night and are down 0-2. Or at least that's how I see it. How about you? 414-799-1250. Tweet the show at 1250 AM the fan. Let me get a call in here. It's gonna be Mike and Greenfield. You're on the Rami show. What's up, Mike? Hey Rami, how you doing? Doing all right. Uh, I agree with that wholeheartedly. The Bucks just weren't hitting the ducks. You know, they, they were missing shots uh, a foot from the rim. It, it's just not going to happen. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Drew did what he had to do. He stayed aggressive. But um, that, I don't know why they didn't play Portis. Do you have any idea? Um, you know, that's a that's a good question. And everything going on, I, I, I it didn't even it didn't even really cross my mind that Bobby Portis only got five minutes. I gotta be honest with you. I've been so wrapped up in, in other things that happened in this game that I hadn't even given that a whole much of thought. But Some, somebody said just like the Brewers, when a guy goes three for four and hits a home run, he doesn't play the next day. <laughs> yeah, that's some something that annoys me about Craig Council and, and, and that annoys me about the Bobby Portis situation. Mike, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. I'm not sure. Did did Bud say anything about why Bobby Portis only got five minutes? Did he give us some some vanilla cookie cut answer about how matchups or something like that, Sam? No, nobody asked him about Bobby. And you know, when you guys were talking to it, just crossed my mind is like he's really one of your best three point shooters outside of what should yeah. be you know Chris Middleton and Drew. And then he finished the league what sixth in three point percentage somewhere around there. Something yeah, like that. I mean honestly, in these playoffs right now, I feel more confident with Bobby Portis shooting threes than Bryn Forbes. Yeah, but again, and and there there's another thing you can point to. If you want to take issue with what that with Bobby Portis not getting minutes last night, that also is a moot point. If you get if you get Drew Holiday and Chris and Chris Middleton's B game last night, not even their A game. With what Giannis did for you, you get you get the B game from Chris and Drew and and this thing's coming back to Milwaukee tied at 1. Those guys had their C-minus game at best, and especially in the first half, were just bad. And that's why the Bucs are down 0-2 right now. That's why I think the Bucs are down 0-2 right now. Why do you think they lost that game last night? 414-799-1250. Tweet Sparky's Midday Madness at 1250 AM The Fan. 
at Rami is tweeting. That's me. I'm Rami Makloff in for Sparky and back right after this. You know, just um, keep keep talking to him. Keep, you know, tell him to be aggressive. No matter, you know, what's going on, you got you to gotta stay aggressive and you, you cannot... Cannot get you know in your feelings. It's hard not to you know NBA finals, uh, twenty thousand people booing you and all that. It's it's kind of hard, but uh, at the end of the day, you know it's not about you know it's not about me, it's not about him, it's not about Chris, it's not about you know uh, coach. It's about all of us, you know. And uh, at the end of the day, if uh, there's a game that you're three for twelve or whatever the case might be, and you can you know rebound the ball or um, get a steal or you know do something else, you know, to help the team win. That's what it's all about right now. There's Giannis after the Bucks go down 0-2 to the Suns in the NBA Finals with a 118-108 loss last night at Phoenix Suns Arena. I really don't like Suns fans. I don't know if that's just me caught up in the moment, Sam. I don't know if it's just like they're losing and I see these people happy in the stands. Are they especially... Are they especially annoying and kind of scuzzy looking? I don't want to. I don't want to disparage a whole city and their people. I'm just talking about the people on TV in that arena last night. Like every, it seems like every one of them, and this might just be my state of mind. I'm owning that. It seems like every one of them has a real punchable face. Something in the water in Phoenix. I don't know. They all. They all, like. I said this yesterday. Everybody in the front row in Phoenix looks like somebody who had hopes and dreams for the big city of Los Angeles and just couldn't cut it. Yeah, <laughs> am I right? Am I right? So they just went like I don't know how many miles east or southeast, uh, whatever it is, and 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 decided, yeah, this will do. I'm good here. Well, do you remember game one? You had you know a full row of Brad and Chads, you yes, know, just banging their head. And yes, all. yes, I, I remember like, the Brads and the Chads. I, I remember them clearly. I was thinking about them. Like, and yesterday really there was like they're from LA. Yesterday there was that guy who looked like uh, who looked like midlife crisis Skip Bayless with the white sunglasses and the jersey the tattoos and the, and the bleached hair i want to punch all of them i want to punch all of them have we heard from sons and four guy yet is he is he still scared of me sam does he want any of this smoke i, I don't think he wants the i don't smoke, think he wants any of this smoke <laughs> surprisingly it's true because you probably kicked my ass let's go to i I, be, I was saying before the break why the reason the bucks lost that game last night was just chris and drew we're not good enough man they could have canceled everything else out that didn't go the bucks way that went the sun's way all that could have been nullified if those two guys brought their B game. They had their C minus game at best. Why do you think the Bucks lost yesterday? 414-799-1250 or tweet us at 1250 AM the fan. Alec Waukesha, you're on the Rami Show. Oh, you're on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Alec? Hey, Rami, how's it going, man? Good. Good, good. Yeah, um, wholeheartedly agree with you. I mean, you could point out a few different things like Booker hitting, you know, just tough shots. And getting you know those lucky balls, but at the end of the day, you know it goes back to the Middleton and holidays. He went and got holidays because Bledsoe was you know tanking in the playoffs, and you got him to be that clutch third guy for you. And this is why you paid Middleton. And, you know they're just not playing up to expectations. I mean, for Middleton to be completely being outplayed by Mikel Bridges, I mean, Bridges isn't a scrub by any means, but you know. Obviously, Middleton's better. I mean, you can't have that. I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna win with that if he continues to you know do what he's doing out there. Yeah, I 100% agree. And and that thanks for the call, Alec. This is the thing. This is the thing with Chris Middleton, man. He's gonna he's gonna do this. I, I think we just we we have to we have to come to terms with it. We have to accept it. You need three Chris Middleton games in this series. You know what I mean when I say Chris Middleton games. You need three Chris Middleton games in this series if you're gonna if you're bringing home the Larry O'Brien Trophy. He's got five more cracks at it, but you're gonna need three of those. That's all I'm asking for out of seven games. All I'm asking for is to see that dude, is to see that assassin that we saw for a couple of games in the Nets series and that we saw for a couple of games in the Hawks series. You're gonna need three of those, and and I, I, I'm not I'm not so sure that we're gonna get them. I know we could, but man, what we saw last night from those two guys is just not good enough. It's just not good enough. I said if they're down 0-2 and headed back to Milwaukee, I'm not gonna be that discouraged. Still five games left. I think Giannis gets better and stronger as this series goes along, although 
I don't know how much better and stronger you can look than 40 minutes and 15 of 22 from the field for 42 points and 12 rebounds and throw in four assists for good measure. You got the best of Giannis yesterday, which is amazing. Nine days after his knee bent eight inches in the wrong direction. That dude came out and gave you the best he could possibly give you. And his supporting cast just let him down, man. His And, and his two other main players just let him down. And we're going to talk about just how far Giannis can carry this team in the 3 o'clock hour. But if the Suns stay, stay this hot and that good and keep coming up with answers for whatever the Bucks throw at them defensively and are able to do what they did on the offensive side of the court in games one and two in totally different ways, by the way, you're not you're not winning this here. You might not win a game if Chris and Drew continue doing what we saw them do in games one and two. I don't. I love Drew Holiday, and I, I'm not I'm not bailing on the dude by any means. I was watching the game at, at at a local watering hole last night. There were a lot of people in that bar who who it seemed like were were out on the Drew Holiday experiment. I think it's way too early for that. Even if he doesn't have a great series. It's too early for that. You didn't sign the guy for a one-year experiment. But there was a lot of people hollering Drew Drew Bledsoe when he was clanking stuff off the rim from a few feet away yesterday. I didn't think he'd lose you all that quick. <laughs> like it, it took a while for Chris Middleton, for people to be like, man, I don't know if Chris Middleton is the dude. We're one shortened season into Drew Holiday's tenure as a Milwaukee Buck, and I got people at the at the local watering hole hollering out Drew Bledsoe when he goes up for shots. But it, it is the NBA Finals. Emotions are riding high. I get it. I get it. Let's go to Andre on the north side. You're on the Rami show. Damn it. I did it again. You're on Sparky's Midday Madness. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I think, man, that, you know, the offense definitely cost us last night. But I think that you got to look at Phoenix. When you look at Phoenix, man, and you look at our team, we top-heavy. Like, we way top-heavy. And they have – Phoenix got about three or four dudes they can bring off that bench to contribute. I mean, they put Cam Johnson, um, Cam Payne. You know, they was bringing in dudes and they was contributing. But that, do you think any of that would matter if if Chris and Drew had their B game yesterday? I'm sorry, I, I don't. I'm need, so, I don't even think you needed both of them. If you had one of them have their B game, we could have won that game. Thank you. So that's what I'm saying. Go ahead. I, that, and that's how I always feel when it comes to an NBA playoff series. You can have your depth. I'm not trying to measure my depth against your depth. Give me superstars. Give me star players. Give me a top heavy roster. But, man, when two of the top three guys at the top of that top-heavy roster don't have their C game, well, then, yeah, the depth can nullify whatever advantage you might have at the top of the roster. See, I think when I, when I looked at that, uh, when we played Brooklyn and Kevin Durant was, I mean, the dude was doing it on his own because he had to, right? Mm-hmm. This dude was, wasn't coming out of the game. He was literally playing an entire game trying to, you know, bring him home. I think that you're going to have to kind of right now go back to giving Giannis that ball and letting him just go full running back like like we hated him doing. But I think that's probably the most effective way to play against Phoenix. But how much more is Giannis going to do for you than what he did last night, man? No, get- I mean, yeah, he's not going to give you 40 every game. Right. No, these guys don't have to step up for sure. But – Right now, you're gonna have to shorten that rotation way up, and just these dudes gonna have to go. You got this is the finals, man. You got four, you got five games left in this season, man. I don't care about tired. Mm-hmm. I don't care about none of that. Y'all gotta play. Chris gotta stay in the game. Drew gotta stay in the game, and Giannis gotta stay in that game. And you gotta hope Pat. Pat gave you. Pat was balling. Pat gave you help. You know, it's it, it just it, it's it's. It's frustrating as heck, man, getting that effort out of Giannis, man, and losing that game. But like I said, man, they're going to they gonna have to not come out the game, man, and just take us home, man. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it, Andre. The, the one guy I might give a pass if he didn't play heavy minutes would be Giannis, given given what he's dealing with with the knee. But, he, dude, he, he did. He came out for 40 minutes last night. If you want, I mean, if you want to say Chris and Drew should be out there 
for for more than than what were they out there for? Forty one and thirty nine, respectively. Okay, maybe, but did you really the way that they were hit, that they were shooting the shot, they were shooting the ball. Did was that going to really help? If I'm Coach Bud, and I've given Coach Bud uh, s- some some smoke about his rotations and his minutes distribution. Those two guys, the way that they looked last night, I might be looking for other answers off the bench. This this might be one game where I'm, where where I, I'm I'm thinking about giving Bryn Forbes or even Jeff Teague a few minutes because those guys didn't look much better than Bryn Forbes or Jeff Teague out there. I don't like saying it, but that's the truth, man. If you're just tuning in, I gave these numbers at the start in the first half. Drew Holiday was three for fourteen. And Chris Middleton was 2-for-10 and didn't hit his first three-pointer till halfway through the third quarter. You're going to lose every game where that happens. Against a team this good, you're going to lose every game where that happens. And 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 if you and everything else that went wrong could totally be canceled out. If just that doesn't happen. And a lot went wrong. And a lot went right for the Suns. None of it would have mattered. If you had Chris and Drew's B game. Dante Greenfield, you're on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Dante? What's good, Rob? You. Good to see you back, my man. Thank you. Good to be back. Hey, man, I'm going to tell you, man, you had a lot of key points on this here, but here's the thing. I'm not going to put it all on Drew. Middleton get all of it. Drew had so much grit and effort on defense during that game, and dude, Middleton was like a ghost. You know, everybody who he switched on, they roasted him. They was looking for Middleton. Every time, if you look at the, if you go back and look at the game, you'd be like, yep, every time Middleton. And then Middleton was looking like a deer in the headlight. But what got me was Giannis brought us back, we six points down, and we started shooting threes again. And we missed all these threes. Yep. You know, in the, in the beginning. So what makes you think all of a sudden? Because Giannis is scoring the points. We gonna get hot, and then people knocking Giannis. Giannis had more jumpers than Chris did go in. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, dude, the man is playing wounded and everything, giving you all his might. We praise Brett Favre for yep. being the, the Iron Man. No, I'm not. I'm not hearing any. I'm not hearing any flack for 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 Giannis on on this show today. Not this show or my right. show coming up in, in less like, than half an hour. This here is crap. But hey, um, somebody needs to tell Coach Bud. He gonna have to talk to them refs. He gonna have to get a technical man and and stop taking them doggone challenges to the next game. I I'm like, dude. Go ahead, Rob. No, I, I, I thanks thanks for the call, Dante. I appreciate it. I'm. I, I might, if I keep on asking for Coach Bud to say something about refereeing and officiating over the course of playoff series, I might lose my job, man. I'm serious. Because I don't know that I can keep talking about it without letting a, a string of expletives out. He is, he is derelict in his duty as a head coach in the NBA to watch a series, watch series after series, Either be called from the start against his team or over the course of a series, see the tide turn against his team with not not one word, nary a word from Coach Bud about officiating. That's 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 chess match 101 over the course of a playoff series for a head coach. And it matters, man. It absolutely matters. I'm tired of waiting for this dude to have his teams back when it comes to officiating. Good thing Kevin Holden is here. He's much more wholesome than me. No way the sports director and anchor of CBS 58 is going to swear on these airwaves. And he joins me right after this on Sparky's Midday Madness to talk some Bucks, Suns, NBA Finals on 1250 AM. The Fan. It's been a while since I've listened to Pearl Jam. I kind of just want to listen to this. But Kevin Holden is on hold, and that's going to be much better than Eddie Vedder and the boys. Robbie Makloff in for Sparky's Midday Madness in Milwaukee has winners in both baseball and basketball. And if you're heading out to the ballpark this weekend or watching the playoffs 
from home, make sure that the food you're serving up is championship quality from Roberts Specialty Meats. Paul Roberts has lots of options to grilling out the best time for your family, starting with their legendary ribs on a stick, boneless pork ribs marinated in a thick and sweet barbecue sauce, ready in minutes, and Leroy Butler would tell you they're tender as a mother's love, or try their equally tasty marinated chicken skewers and barbecue, garlic parmesan, Door County cherry, or chili lime varieties. Cincinnati is known for its chili, but Wisconsin, we're known for our brats, and you'll find over 30 varieties of original sausages and brats from Roberts, including the Al Capone Italian sausage. It's like all your favorite pizza toppings put in a sausage casing and just bursting with zesty flavor. Call Roberts today at 262-549-MEAT for the best selection and to reserve your order. And when you visit, be sure to pick up some of their cherrywood smoked jerky or beef sticks, the perfect snack treats for you and your favorite producer. And check them out online at robertsspecialtymeatswalkershaw.com for money-saving coupons. And for the best in meats, shop Robert's Specialty Meats, your hometown butcher, a guy who I know knows the glories of Robert's Specialty Meats from when they've catered our golf outings in the past, joins me now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline Sports Director and Anchor over at CBS 58. It's always a pleasure to welcome in Crunchy Kevin Holden. How are you this afternoon, Kevin? Robbie, I'm doing great, although, uh, man, that's some lofty expectations. that you know, We're, we're going we're gonna to turn Eddie Vedder down because Holden's oh. on the phone. You better top that, Holden. Any, any day of the week, I'm turning Eddie Vedder down for Kevin Holden. Every, every day of the week. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? So uh, you got a whole bunch of '90s music fans that are shaking their fists at the radio. Like, you got you got any singing chops, Kevin? I know you have a lot of talents in you. You have any singing chops? I I am I am really bad. In certain <laughs> songs, I'm okay. Like uh, we, we have this thing in, in softball when we win a game. I sing Georgia Satellites. Keep your hands to yourself. But it's okay to be bad at singing that song, right? Sure. Yeah. So that's where I'm good. When I when being bad is being good, I'm good. Now, and how about this for a transition? Are you as bad at singing as Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday were last night, Kevin Holden? No! Oh. <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah. oh, man. It's like, I, I, just, I hurt right in the middle of my body I know. the whole thing. Anyway. I know. But, oh, Kevin, I was saying before I brought you on, like, a lot went wrong for the Bucks. last Actually, not even that many things went wrong for the Bucks last night. A lot went right for the Suns last night. I think all that is canceled out and nullified if those two guys bring their B games. that I, I, I can point to one thing, why the Bucks lost that game last night, and it's Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton did not show up. It's the fact that Pat Connaughton was the second-best player on the floor last night. And you know we love Pat Connaughton, but if he's the second-best player on the floor... In a final game, that's going to cause me to lose sleep. And it, it was it, it was that kind of night. And the thing about it is, I mean, you, you saw Holiday do so many other things on the court. It's a little more excusable for me because Holiday has a lot of responsibility in this game more than just scoring because of what the Suns do with their guards and so on, the combination of what they have there with Booker and Paul and all that. I get that a little bit more. Uh, I just... When I saw Chris Middleton score 16 straight in a quarter against the Hawks and 23 overall in that quarter, I thought Giannis returns and Middleton is this, and there's a trophy coming here. And and the the thing is, Giannis did return, mm-hmm. which was great, but that Middleton went away after that quarter, and that's that's where the difference is. It's it, but the thing that that is okay with me is if that good Middleton, if just him, just good Middleton comes back, then. You feel good about either of these first two games, and I think if Good Middleton comes back here, you feel great about games three and four. It's just uh, it's just frustrating. I, I said you, you're going to need three Chris Middleton games to win the NBA Finals, there, and he has five cracks left at it. Do you think he can deliver three Chris Middleton games in the last, and and hopefully at least five games remaining in this series? Oh man, yeah. So if he so if he is to deliver three, one of them has to be game three, like. In yep. my mind, if we're, if we're talking that, first one's got to happen Sunday because all the stuff that's happened so far to this point has to be flipped around. The Bucks have to win four out of five. And, you know, even if game three is a one-point win, I guess that that's a win, but that's not going to flip the tide. Like, the Bucks have got to look championship good in game three. Game three, to me, is as, like, it's, you know, obviously it's not game seven, but it has an importance of – not just must win, but must look real good. And, uh, and so, yeah, Middleton, if he does it in three, 
then then maybe one of them on the Suns floor, like Game Five, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. And then uh, if it's a three-two series at that point, then then maybe. Yeah, I, I I see your math there. Three three good Middleton games. I need that. And and when the series started, Kevin, I, I was I was saying the whole time, and and especially when we weren't sure if Giannis would play and if he did play, what version of him we'd get. I was saying if they come back to Milwaukee, oh two. I'm not going to panic. I know what the odds say. I know what the percentages are, and and I have some of those in the notes that I'll share with the folks a little later in the show. It does it doesn't bode well for teams that go down 0-2. But when I look at this Bucks team and and the road that they've taken to get here, and the fact that I think Giannis, although it's hard to imagine getting better than what you got from Giannis yesterday, I think he gets stronger and closer to being you know normal 100 percent Giannis as this series goes along. I feel better about the Bucks' chances stealing one in Phoenix later in the series than I did to start the series. Oh, a thousand percent. It's it's weird that that uh, it's, this has happened to me twice in this postseason. Game one against the Hawks was a loss, and somehow when I sat down with that game, you know, to mull it over, I thought I don't feel any worse about this team after that mm-hmm. loss. Like it took, it took the Hawks' absolute best punch. And and the Bucks playing a little bit off to to basically result in a three point win. It was at that point I'm like, Bucks are the better team. Like even though they just lost game one, I you know now you're talking about two losses. But in these two losses, other than just turning Middleton around and Holiday around from a point standpoint, other than that, and the fact that I would really love to see more Bobby Portis, uh, the, you know those little things. Other than that. This isn't a broken machine. It's a machine that got off to a bad start. It's clunking along in these first two games, but it, it seems like the fixes are possible. And, and I'm going to say something that's probably going to, going to touch a few people off here, but <laughs> what the Bucks did in that Hawks series, in my mind, is I thought they adjusted pretty well. I know that's the big the buzzword, right? People hate Bud. Talk about adjustments. I, game five and six Bucks looked a lot better than games one and two Bucks against the Hawks. I think they could do something similar here in this series. Talking with Kevin Holden, CBS 58 sports director and anchor over there. No, Despite the results of the first two games, Kevin, I, there's a part of me that just takes such joy in the fact that I'm watching Giannis play basketball after after what we saw nine or ten days ago. And 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 even though I don't want to be satisfied, I want them to finish the job and, and to bring home the Larry O'Brien trophy, there's even a voice in the back of my head that's going, well, at least next year ain't lost. Because I really thought that was a possibility, Kevin. How how happy are you to see him out there? And not only not only for the prospects of this series and winning an NBA title, but but the coming years that that were at I thought at risk when you saw his knee bend eight inches in the wrong direction. Oh man, you hit it right on the head there. It's the, the thing about it to me was I, first of all when I saw it I said this this we're done for the year like that like the, the he is done for the year. There is no way Giannis plays again in this postseason. So you're already in gravy territory. You're already bonus that he's not just back but actually scoring and playing a lot of minutes, but. Here, if, if, you know, Wisconsin sports fans, their minds will go to the nightmare scenario. And I'll give you my nightmare scenario when he's on the ground, when he's curled up there in Atlanta on the floor. My nightmare position was this. Giannis doesn't return in the next year or he tries to return in the next year and the mind doesn't let the body play the way the body was supposed to play. Giannis's style of play gets altered because of the knee, because of mm-hmm. the adjustment. Then I started thinking about Jordy Nelson hurting one leg and then coming back and favoring it without knowing it, hurting the other leg. And, and that, like, okay, the, the, you know, I can really take this nightmare scenario far out, right? Like, the city's love for the team begins to wane because all of this, you know what I mean? Like, that, that's where I was with Giannis on the floor. I was like, this, is, this isn't just detrimental to a title hopes. This yep. is detrimental to what has been one of the coolest stories uh, in, in Wisconsin sports in a long time, which is the revitalization of a city's love for its team. So the fact that Giannis is there and he's playing now and everybody's cheering and, and you know, everything's still, still fine, yeah, this is way better than what I was thinking when he was on the ground. CBS 58 sports director, anchor Kevin Holden, my guest for a couple more minutes here on the Rami Show. I just, I just thought of something. You are the perfect person to ask a question that I was asking on the show yesterday, Kevin, because... As I just pointed out, in addition to being the anchor in the face of CBS 58 Sports, you're also the sports director. You're kind of the guy who 
who sets the the agenda and the schedule and how much time is going to be allotted to this and is going to be allotted to that. I was talking yesterday on the show about how how weird, how how extraordinary a time we're in in Wisconsin sports right now where in at least as far as I've seen it in in my time working here the team that's usually been third in terms of the the totem pole of Wisconsin sports is sitting all the way up at the top with the Bucks in the NBA Finals. And then a distant second is a team that I think usually sits second in the Milwaukee Brewers, but a distant second despite the fact that there's 17 games over 500 and I think seven games ahead of the nearest team uh, closest to them in, in the NL Central, atop the NL Central. And then way, way down there at third is the Green Bay Packers. In the state of Wisconsin, Kevin, with the status of their MVP quarterback one month out from training camp, less than a month out from training camp, still up in the air and him still giving vague, ominous answers as far as three days ago as to whether or not he'd be your quarterback. Have you ever seen anything like this in all your time in Wisconsin sports? And did you ever think you would? No. Like, what world is this? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got to share a couple of a couple of stories, like a story that's happened a couple of times. September is always a telling month when you when you talk about like how to stack shows and how much time is given to what. September right. is the month. Here's the reason: the Brewers, if they are in a chase, if they are about to win the division, if they're about to make the playoffs, the Packers have just begun their season. And in 2011, it was a daily, and I mean every day, fight in our sports office and our newsroom. How who leads the show? I'm like, guys, the Brewers have the best record in the National League, or they're or they're going to make the playoffs, or whatever, right? And and they would say, yeah, the Packers are one and zero. Kevin, if I could just interject real quick, you know our old boss here at the fan, Tom Parker. He coined the term. He would always say, like when we were having the same debate you are now. If there's a question, the Packers rule is the Packers rule. One hundred. I, I, what I used to tell people when they would first come in is I would say, you, would ne- you will never have to ask me, is it okay to leave Packers today? It, 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 never. Like that question, it, it, it never has a bad answer. If you leave Packers, it's, it's never no. It's either yes or uh, okay. Right? <laughs> and, and, and not only that, we live in this world where there's this extra layer where Aaron Rodgers is like out there singing karaoke in Hawaii. And nobody <laughs> knows. What this dude is, that thing gets zero seconds in the show right now. That is insane to me. Now, and then here's the other thing, Ralph. Here's the other crazy thing. There's usually a beat in the summer, a little small uh, patch in the summer where it's just brewers. Like the All Star Game is coming up. It's next week, right? Uh, and this is that stretch of like a month where it's like it's the, the dead period before training camp starts. If this series goes seven games, rookies report to Green Bay the next. Day. Oh wow! Oh wow! I didn't even real. I didn't even put that together on the calendar. Wow! There's no summer. It, the summer does not exist for. I'm referring to people who work in the sports. Right. Field. Right. There is no summer. Like, like there is none. So we're going to create a 13th month, and it's going to be a vacation month for everybody that works in sports in this state. <laughs> Especially you, Kevin Holden. Especially you. That is Kevin Holden, CBS 58 sports director and anchor. You can follow him on Twitter. I suggest you do at 321QKevin. And my guest for the last few minutes here, Rami, in for Sparky on Sparky's Midday Madness. Always appreciate and enjoy the conversation, Kev. Thanks so much, man. Rami, always a blast for sure. When this thing starts to calm down, let's uh, let's go catch up for sure. For sure. I'll see you out there, Kev. There he is. Kevin Holden of CBS 58 joining me on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If applying for a home renovation loan has you feeling anxious, breathe and let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of banquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com. Wrap up Sparky's Midday Madness and uh, some crosstalk with Rami from The Rami Show right after this on 1250 AM. The Fan. Rami in for Sparky on the Midday Madness this afternoon. Rami show getting underway in just a few minutes. Zach Harper, one of the best reads on the NBA beat. He'll join me to talk some finals coming up at about 3.30. Also expecting to hear from Ryan the Hammer Horvat of BetMGM. Our old buddy is going to join us, I'm sure, with thoughts on these finals and some ways for you to make money on the finals and elsewhere this weekend and uh, much, much more this afternoon coming up on the Rami show. We're going to be talking at 3 o'clock about... 
about Giannis and 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 just how amazing he is and whether or not he can be amazing enough for this team to bring home an NBA title, if even if he doesn't get a lot of help, is going to be tough. We'll talk about whether or not he can pull that off. But I thought before we have that conversation, let's hear from the two-time MVP right here on Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm getting this hey, Giannis, circle thing. I, I oh, it's working. First, cool. I, I'm just wondering, you know, after last game, you said you kind of had tested your your body. You kind of felt like you could push maybe a little bit more in this game. Did you feel like you could turn up your aggression or you were still testing things out this game? No, you know, as I said uh, in my previous interview, you know, when I'm out there, it's not about testing no more. It's I'm out there. I'm, you know, trying to play, uh, try to help my team win in any way possible. Um, and, you know, uh, I was out there both times, and uh, that's what I try to do. Um, you know, I think when you start thinking about your knee or thinking about your toe or pinky or whatever the case might be, you just, you know, make an excuse in your mind. You know, you're out there, just play the game, do whatever you can, um, leave it out on the floor, and um, no matter, you know, what the outcome is, you just live with it. And then it, it seems to me you guys came out, you know, much more aggressive. Really turned on in that, uh, turned it on in that first quarter. What was it that you think you needed to do just to kind of stretch it out, maybe to the full forty-eight as you guys are going back to Milwaukee? We just gotta keep staying aggressive. Um, going back to Milwaukee, you know, we've been here before. We know what the deal is. Um, just gotta be aggressive. Keep enjoying, you know, playing together. Keep enjoying playing basketball. No. Uh, and hopefully our good habits, you know, throughout the year can, you know, take over and now uh, we can put ourselves in a position to win the game. But we know, we know what the deal is. Sector O, go ahead, Eric. Uh, you, you get that cramp late. Um, <coughs> was there any concern, like when it happened, were you thinking this is somehow connected to my knee or anything like that? Or were you like, yeah, this is a cramp and just frustrated about it? Just, you know, just a cramp. Um, I, don't, I didn't think it was connected to my knee. Um, was, you know, just a cramp. Got to drink more water. Um, for you guys, in when you guys go small without Brooke on the floor, you're obviously a huge part of the rebounding and kind of securing those. Late in the game, you guys struggled to finish those possessions. Just kind of what did you see? And does it feel like, you know, as you're trying to get your stamina back, you can be as active as you want to be in, in those off-ball situations? Uh, yeah, we've got to do a better job. We've got to do a better job in the 50-50 balls. Um, was, uh, I think there was one possession that we gave them three open threes. Um, was able to, uh, you know, get the rebound. I think we were like down six or something. It was a big shot. Uh, we just got to do a better job rebounding the ball. Uh, and it's it's tough. It's tough going small and like switching out. And then uh, I got I got to get my butt back and uh, help help my team to get the rebounds. Uh, but uh, we're gonna hopefully move forward. Uh, we're gonna do a better job there. Second row on the right. <laughs> it's been pretty obvious during these playoffs that your leadership role has grown off the court. So that that being the case, do you do anything or can you do anything to help or work with Drew Holiday? He had a kind of a tough start with three of 12. Um, I don't know if you work with him, you leave him alone. You're, it's more than being supportive. Is there anything that you can do in the leadership position? Um, you know, just uh, keep, keep talking to him. Keep, you know, tell him to be aggressive. No matter, you know, what's going on. You gotta, you gotta stay aggressive, and you, you cannot, you cannot get, you know, in your feelings. You know, um, it's hard not to. You know, at NBA Finals, uh, twenty thousand people booing you and all that. It's, it's kind of hard, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, it's not about, you know, it's not about me. It's not about him. It's not about Chris. It's not about, you know, uh, coach. It's about all of us. You know, and uh, at the end of the day, if uh, there's a game that you're Three for twelve or whatever the case might be, and you can, you know, rebound the ball or um, get a steal or you know, do something else, you know, to help the team win. That's what it's all about right now, and uh, I think he understands that. And um, I don't worry at all about him. I know he's he's gonna be there. He's gonna be there uh, when we need him the most, and uh, I don't worry about. Him. He's a great basketball player. He's a great basketball player, and uh, he's played great all year, and he's going to continue to play great for this team. I love that dude, man. I really do. I love Giannis so much. 
everything, just everything about the guy, man. The the teammate that he is, the competitor that he is, and like I was just saying to Kevin Holden of CBS Fifty Eight just a little while ago, there is a part of me that's watching these finals and a just taking joy in the fact that I'm watching Giannis play basketball. He's one of my favorite players to watch, regardless of uniform. I just love his game. And also, and also, there's no, there's a small part in the back of my mind that while yes, I'm I'm not trying to be satisfied that they won the Eastern Conference, I want them to finish the job. There is a small part in the back of my mind that's happy and satisfied that that next year isn't cooked as well because I thought that was a possibility, and and Kevin talked about it. I thought worse things than that were were a possibility when I saw Giannis laying in a heap there on the ground. In, in 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 Atlanta, with with that knee bending backwards the wrong way. So, at, at least we can take some solace and joy in that. But let's let's finish the job and bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy. This portion of Sparky's Midday Madness brought to you by the live music concert series at the Twisted Fisherman on the River Friday. It's Pat McCurdy and Unity Reggae Saturday. It's Eric Von Klassen and Hurricane Reggae. Go to twistedfisherman.com. For details. That's going to do it for Sparky's Midday Madness, the Rami show coming up next. I hear good things about that show. We're going to talk about Giannis right out of the gates. Are they going to need him to be that good to win a title? And is that even enough? Right after this on the Rami show on 1250 AM. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.